I did go see a film this weekend, so... Did you go and see Sanic? I did go see Sanic. How how was it? Really good, actually. Good? Oh, okay, good. I, like, I was, you know, I went in... Middle of the ground. See how mm. it goes. And I was generally surprised by it. The, it, yeah, I quite thoroughly enjoyed it. Good. The the feedback I've heard on the Sonic movie has been split entirely along lines of people I know are Sonic fans and people who aren't necessarily. Mm. And the Sonic fans have all been like, it's really good. <laughs> and the non-Sonic fans have been, it's not actually terrible. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which, if that's as bad as the reviews get, it's probably worth watching. Okay. I, I read I read a interview with the producer and stuff about, you know, were we going to see more of the Mobius, you know, the Sonic's world and stuff in it than what was shown in the trailers and stuff? And they were like, originally, yeah, but it got to the point where it was like, cut that, cut that. Got that. Oh, and then, that sucks. In in the way of you know they didn't. It's a video game movie, even if it is one of the you know the the larger characters out there, and they didn't know if it was going to do well or not. Still, and looking at the you know opening well, video weekend, game movies traditionally don't. No, and looking at the opening weekend numbers, it's done immensely well. Good. And, Speaking yeah. of numbers, actually, I just want to see what Birds of Pay appraise drop off was week on week. Ah, Birds of Pay. Birds of Pay. <laughs> no, Jim Jim Carrey. You know, you could say that that he was. No, you you not you could say he was probably the the most amazing thing about that movie. <laughs> like this is this is the danger as well from looking at it. It's just like we've seen that trailer. Like, why the fuck? Do I have a crush on that all of a sudden? <laughs> like, seriously, no, no part of that makes any fucking sense. <laughs> he is amazing, and he, he, it's like a return to nineties carry. You know, uh, that, that, that that energy and stuff is back again, and he is a fantastic Robotnik. He is up there as my favorite Robotnik now, followed by the Sonic Boom Robotnik. <laughs> Sonic Boom Robotnik. <laughs> just, hey, Sonic, what's the deal, man? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like. I just if if you if you'd said you know five years ago oh there's gonna be a live action Sonic movie Jim Carrey is gonna play Doctor Eggman like <laughs> what yeah that was my reaction when he got cast I was yeah. like what what like you know, not like, not Jack Black like no. what and he does a fantastic job good like, like he is an amazing Robotnik and. You know, amazing that Robotnik. Yes. Robotnik. And seeing how they've set up this for a sequel, it'd be interesting to see how they do it. Cool. Where they go with it. It is a very different take to the, like, the Sonic canon that exists. Hmm. That's not hugely surprising. No. But it, it hits on so many, you know, there's loads of references for Sonic fans, be it, the you know the original fans of the games, the guys who read the comics. Chris is even they even throw in the, the the Sonic meme at one point. Oh god! And, but but fit it into the storyline really kind of well. Yeah, and we yeah. should probably talk about this in the show. Yes, it might be a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> we're together in a place with a recording happening. Well, although just before we hit the music, I will say the one real criticism I've heard of Sonic the Hedgehog. 
Yes. Is that the number of times he floss dances will really date it. Yeah. It happens a couple of times, yeah. Too dangerously unprepared. What the fuck is this? Are we back? Uh, I am. No. Um, no. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. I don't remember what our theme tune is. It's been so long. <laughs> I am scared and confused, but also Simon. What order do we use to do this in? <laughs> it depends who spoke first. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm Kyrie, I think, still. And I am the Jack Returner. <laughs> And and you join us mid-conversation because we've gotten really bad at remembering that we've got a show to do and therefore not talking about stuff we should talk about in the show. But we've got uh, the bumper, so hurrah! Yes! And there is also that, but there's also the fact that like we haven't spoken in nine months, so it was mostly just a catch-up for ourselves going, oh shit, yeah, hurrah! I kind of, yeah. Because yeah. like, last time I saw Kyrie was Christmas. It was. The last and time I saw myself was Christmas. We weren't I, even back at Christmas. No. And I can't remember the last time I saw you, Sally, so... You live in another country now! I yeah. do! And uh, might actually be truer still by the well, end of the year. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But yeah so, listener, you think it's a long time since you've heard from us. Jesus fucking Christ! Uh, <laughs> it's been almost as long that we've spoken to each other. We don't even mention, don't even mention Robin to this list as well. Yeah. Yes, sadly, oh. Rob, not with us, but really, it's but because... Mean, like, he's, he's, he's busy at the moment, like, that does sound like he may have died in the interim. But... <laughs> I mean, I was kind of leaning on that as a humour thing, but oh, no... Oh, uh... shit, I've ruined it! <laughs> <laughs> but no, he is off being a successful actor, which is a Again. rare thing for someone to be, so yeah. as much as we would like him here, wishing him here does sort of go along with wishing him failure in his career of choice. So. <laughs> he does always seem to be in high demand as of late. So, I mean, that, that's the, that's the, almost the ideal thing outside of Hollywood. Yep. yep. As and when he can, I'm sure he will be with us again. <laughs> yes, but right indeed. now he is, I don't know what he's doing tonight. Acting, I hope. He's, he's on the stage of some variety. But yeah, it's been a hell of a long time since you've heard from us last. I, I as has been mentioned... Left the country, uh, but not very far. I fled to Scotland. That's pretty far. It's it's sort of the move it, house. It, it's did, the it most did. passive aggressive form of leaving the country because <laughs> you, you technically stay in the country. Yeah, but you did you did move from one end of the country to the other end of the country. I did. I did. Oh, and cross the border. I mean, I haven't actually left yet. I'm still paying the fucking mortgage on the flat oh, in London. Yeah. Um, I've got a buyer. I'm just waiting on a completion date. It's oh, horrible. He's stuck in the chain. I, well, no, there's no chain. Oh, Christ, no. no. It's leaving the country more than, say, if, you, if you'd moved to, say, Cardiff or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've left to a part of the union that wants to leave. That, mm. that yeah. is definitely something to be acknowledged. But yeah, not quite as much as if you'd say move to Belfast. <laughs> so I have been driving back and forth from Glasgow to London, sorting shit out in that flat before it's sold. Uh, uh, so many weekends have just been lost to, you know, 15-hour round-trip car journeys. Wow. 
I not, am glad. Would it not be cheaper to fly? <laughs> well, it would, except that I've been going to pick up a load of shit that was left ah, behind. I see. And you can't just get in a plane and fly that back. Uh, I mean, so it's... If you try hard enough, you're packing the seals <laughs> are that good. I mean, Tetris is a, exists for a reason. Yeah, just, just put it all on your private jet, you rich motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I have been killing myself doing that. And luckily, just a couple of weekends ago, I went down for the last one, the getting hey. in the professional cleaners to do the last ever clean, picking up Oof. literally the last stuff out of that flat, um, getting in a specialist to get rid of the mattress. And it's done. It is did. It is did. Everything that is left in that flat is being sold with it to the new buyer. I don't have to go again except to hand over the keys. So... And that can't happen soon enough because I'll tell you what, paying rent on this place and paying a mortgage in London at the same time is, is oh, fucking killing oh me. Oh, God, yeah, you have to... Oh, oh, just the L word, just... Oh. Yep. Oh. So that's what's happened to me. <laughs> uh, not much has changed for me, really. I'm, I'm still in I mean, part of your house fell down. Oh, well, that happened, yeah. Thanks, Dennis. Yeah, oh, ours did it. Yeah, our, our back gate did as well. Gate buddies! <laughs> Fence buddies! For non-local listeners, Dennis is the name of a storm. Yes. Storm Dennis, yes. <laughs> these, these... Not not just some asshole. De- Dennis rocked through town and kicked the shit out of our fence. The second, <laughs> the second big storm to hit in recent weeks. In easier two weeks one. in a row. Yeah, I mean... What was the one before, Dennis? It was... Cialis. Yep, that's the one. The erectile dysfunction medication in storm form. That wind will hit you so hard it'll knock your dick stiff. That's what it is. Well, the previous one knocked down the fence on the other side of the garden, which was fixed fairly quickly. And then Dennis... So surely you'd think Dennis would just knock it back up into position, right? You'd think that. And then Dennis did it to this fence and has, like, done an immense amount of damage. Oh. So, like, it needs to completely replace it. The other one could be fixed. This needs work done. Uh. And it's not my fence, so... So you ain't fixing it? No, I ain't fixing it. <laughs> and that's, that's next door to deal with, I'm afraid. It's like, oof. But it is stopping me from actually being able to get into the garden. It's literally blocking the the door to the garden. Oh gosh! Yeah, luckily the uh, the cats are all right. Um, other than that, other than yeah, Storm Dennis coming in and wrecking shit. Um, I'm still plodding along at work. Evie's in year one, almost. She's almost six now. Oh no! I know, right? No, I've no. been I've been here for nine years now. I'm forty. Oh, I'm thirty five now. And oh. I'm still getting... It's not even been a week. So I'm still mm. slightly in shock. Oh. But, like, oh. you know how, like, a decade doesn't start until one and, like, a century doesn't start until year one? Right. Does that mean that you're technically technically still a 30-something? No. Oh. No. <laughs> Sadly not. not. <laughs> no. I'm Unless sure I'm, I'm you 39 for the second time. Yeah. Uh, which I'm okay with. If If we can go with that fiction, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's we like make the, the rules. It's like the Joey turning thirty. We had a deal, God. But I mean, it was it's 
fated to be. Like, I turned 40, and almost immediately I was just like, I'm going to order a new washer-dryer. Ah, <laughs> oh, I've, I've, you know, I was doing that when I, when I hit my 30s. Yeah. <laughs> it just happened I, to coincide. Because the I one... Had... <laughs> I had a new washing machine this year. I've got I got a chest freezer within the last the last twelve months. Uh, I've 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 been manual I've been manually fixing stuff. I fixed my oven and fixed my tumble dryer. <laughs> like bang, yeah, the... I got domestic this year. Yeah, I, I say as as the youngest one, all I've sort of managed to do so far is I've re- come to the realization I have a favorite hob. <gasps> <laughs> it's it's happening. <laughs> the change yeah. is happening. But yeah, the the new temporary dangerously unprepared headquarters uh, is not set up for video. You know, we used to Twitch stream this. Uh, You will have probably noticed that we're not doing that. If you're listening to this now, you'll have noticed it didn't happen. Uh, But that's because it's a hell of a faff to set up for all of that. And when I'm going to be moving again anyway, no. Yeah. Yeah. But it it is a lovely place with the exception of the washer dryer, which is, it's an antique. You know, I had Indiana Jones in here looking at it the other day, saying it should be in a museum. There um, we go. But he rejected it because it's broken. Uh, <laughs> the the drying it? cycle ah. leaves your clothes wetter than if you didn't bother with the drying cycle. Nice. That helps. Uh, so I was like, oh, fuck it. We're going to move out of here anyway, and we're going to need a washer dryer wherever we go. I'm just going to order one, and that's the most... It's not the most exciting <laughs> purchase I've made recently, but I'm I'm upsettingly pleased about this and I suspect <laughs> it is the, the 40s overcoming me that I am looking I, uh, forward to this I got my new washing machine a couple of weeks back and I've been, I got immensely excited once it got plumbed in and stuff I was just like ha, ha, ha. it's bigger <laughs> than my old one it does more things than my old one does how does it work I must read the instructions and I was like this will Dear. all be true of me on Saturday mm. it's impossible for it to be smaller than the one we've got that's one of the reasons I was like rather than try and get this one fixed let's just get a new one because yeah. it is the smallest drum on a washing machine I've ever seen yeah, uh, and and I have more than three shirts, so yeah. we needed a new one. Yeah, was uh, that but, like a like a six k drum then? I I don't know. It's <laughs> it's tiny. Other exciting things that have happened since our departure, and I'm pretty sure if you're a regular listener of this podcast, and can you be a regular listener when the episodes are released so irregularly? But I if mean- you Listeners on this podcast are aware that we do this on a semi-regular basis. If you have been a stubborn listener of this show for long enough, (laughs) you'll probably know how long we've been waiting for this to happen, but Plastic Sisters of Battle are a thing now. (gasps) They are, and I've bought every single last thing that's been released. Somebody please stop me. I I, don't have any room left. (laughs) I haven't bought it all. Not quite. I haven't got any exorcists. Oh, I picked up the Exorcist. Yeah, I oh, I've picked up one box of every single thing that's been released. Just one. Yeah, just just the one, <laughs> just just so I could figure out until I could figure out my painting strategy and everything. I was not able to them. limit it to one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unfortunately, I also have kind of have to because, like, like I said, I've got no space left. <laughs> like, I legitimately have no. Space to put anything, and I've or and I'm, it's already piling up onto the floors, and and I'm still buying things. 
I'm, I'm now going to be selling off some stuff soon. If anyone wants to buy a copy of the, the Shadowrun RPG, like the big box, beginner's box set, I'll give me take a it. shout. Cool, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> mail it up to you. Because <laughs> it's, a, it's a 70 pound box of. That's, that's weight, not, not cost. It's a heavy fucking book. But that's now off the shelf. Nice. Just breathing space again. Yeah. What about you, Kari? Have you... Uh, well, Kyrie my... nearly died today. That's I did. true, I, yeah. I, I, I nearly got run over. Uh, I was crossing the road and someone sped up and swerved to the other side of the road uh, as I was just getting onto, onto the other pavement. Oof. Yeah, that was fun. Um, and also today I started... The, I've got the, the startings of a cold and, oh. and work was really long and stressful today. And at lunchtime, my phone decided to take on a new quirk. Oh? So... Fun fact about my phone, the off button doesn't work. Okay. Um, so I can't, like, lock the screen. I have to wait for it to, like, you know, go into, not sleep mode, but, like, when you don't touch it for a while and it just sort of locks itself. Yeah. Um, I just have to do that. Uh, it's taken on a new quirk, uh, which is that it opens every single app on my phone at the same time. Right. And also ups the volume to maximum huh? and also doesn't recognize headphones. Right. So what happens is when I'm walking around Sainsbury's trying to pick up my lunch, it opens up Spotify <laughs> and starts blasting everything out at maximum volume, randomly skipping every couple of seconds to a new track <laughs> and not recognizing headphones. And I can't stop it because the off button doesn't work. I, I have so- a small <laughs> sense of how you feel because... Um, just today in the office, actually, I took my um, earbuds out, which mm-hmm. is supposed to automatically stop the music on my yeah. phone. Instead, my phone decided to go, ah, no headphones anymore. I'll just blast Doja Cat at max volume out the speaker <laughs> instead. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Nice. And I managed to get back to the office, and it's it had just about calmed down. So I was like, you know what, I I can't have it going off like this. Yet. Luckily, this was all outside. I can't have it going off in the office like this. So I, I found the way to get it switched off, which is to like hold it at a certain angle and press it into a corner, uh, like a corner of a desk or something like that. Just anything that's sharp edge and hard, you can I can just about switch it off using. Uh, and I switched it off, and now it won't switch back on again. So it is now thoroughly one hundred percent fucking dead my phone is gone um so i'm gonna have to go and buy a new phone so i might be going on a contract phone for the first time in my life oh my god so I, that's my grown-upness is, is that the most exciting news you have since may of last year hang on hang on is that think, you've got a cold and your phone died today <laughs> and i nearly got run over that's true that's true and uh no that's it that's fuck yeah that's it <laughs> Jesus it is Redditch is not a an interesting town I mean better than the wrong kind of interesting yes admittedly with random hit and run drivers admittedly yeah uh, I bought I, I, in, in the midst of all this and we have no room stuff I have a N64 now oh and uh, a GameCube and a SNES, and more retro consoles building up alongside it. Nice. I'm, I'm putting up a retro thing to try and do some streams at some point, but 
I felt I can't remember if I had this conversation before. Where it must have been the summer when I got the N sixty four and I pulled it out of the the thing and realised, oh god, it's not a SCART cable. No, because I thought, oh, it's fine. I've got a SCART to HDMI adapter. Is I, it I can get it working. It's it's I forget what it's called, but it's just a little circular bit of metal with a pin inside it. Oh shit! It's RF. Yeah, and I was like, oh fuck, what do I do with this? I don't think I can get an adapter of this to HDMI. You can. You can. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. look, any any output on a retro games console mm. can be adapted to HDMI. <laughs> Believe me, they've all been covered. Luckily, I didn't need to get anything for it because the uh, SCART cable for the GameCube fits the N64. Oh, nice. Which yeah. was amazing. I was like, oh shit, this is a really weird version of backwards compatibility. But here we go. And it all that all works fine. I yes. uh, w- had a, a former host of the show around at New Year's uh, to uh, play some Mario Party. Was it the Kiwi? It was. <gasps> How was he? He's very, very well. It was, uh, yeah, Troy and Sabina popped up for, for, for New Year's. Aww. And we, we watched The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> and it clearly made him feel homesick because he's back in New Zealand at the moment. Yes, <laughs> it's brilliant. It's really interesting watching him with him being like, just like pointing at things, going, "Been there, been there. That guy's a prick. That guy's really nice." I'll tell you what. Like speaking of the Kiwi, I mean, here we are, uh, just resuming our podcast, which has, mm-hmm. as we have established many times, you know, three listeners. Yes. yes. Have you seen he's he's approaching thirty thousand subscribers on his oh, YouTube no, channel? Right. Uh, right. So d- right. Okay. So we went. To, uh, part of his up being up here for for New Year's thing was we, we went to Warhammer World. Yeah, I know. I right? noticed. We went to Warhammer World, and every couple of minutes, people were stopping him and talking to him. Oh I'm like, shit! I'm like, oh, wow. he was still a lot of people. I'm like, no, no fans of his show being like, oh shit, can we get a photo and t- talking with him like. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! So I went and checked. We're like, fucking hell! Like, yeah, twenty seven, twenty eight thousand viewers. Like twenty nine and a half now. Yeah, yeah. Like Jesus! I'm so, one of them. Yeah, there's just yeah, like me too. Uh, oh, neat. <laughs> so it's just people coming up and doing talking. Like, oh god, I'm with a celebrity. Shit. Like for obvious reasons, I was checking out his "How I Paint Things" Imperial Fists video the other day. Because for those who are <laughs> unaware, Troy, former host of this show, now has a YouTube channel. Um called How I Paint Things and it is well Sonic Sledgehammer is his username yeah and it is literally just little tutorials of how he paints gaming miniatures and because I still years later have yet to satisfactorily paint a yellow marine <laughs> uh, I was checking out his How I Paint Things Imperial Fist and I noticed that the video I was watching just, just casually noticed it had 36,000 views and I was like fucking hell Troy <laughs> <laughs> He's done all right. He has. He's doing very well for himself. Over there in Germany. He's getting product sponsorship and all sorts of shit. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Can, we, can we get product censorship? I was going to say, can we get product censorship on this? Can we get product <laughs> sponsorship on this show? Get me 30,000 v- listeners and I'll see what I can do. Yeah. All right. I'll get a net. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But yes, um, having now gone down the mother of all tangents. Which is what kind of what we do. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of Sonic Sledgehammer, uh, you uh, were telling us about the Sonic movie there, Irish. I was, yes. Stupid sexy Robotnik. <laughs> so, 
legitimate super sexy robot like right like, i don't see it oh. I, right this is the thing i shouldn't no there no, is I nothing agree. about yeah there is nothing about jim carrey's robotic that should make me just go there is nothing about right. jim carrey that should make <laughs> you go no, i agree <laughs> I just, it's like, this is this is for some reason flicking all the switches what the fuck and when you Why see it when you I see like weird ass switches right I don't understand it. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) When you see it in action, it's like, this is so wrong, yet strangely right. (laughs) Yes, that's how I feel. Like, when you first mentioned it, I missed who you were talking about as as an unlikely thing to have a, a crush on. Did you just think I was talking about Sonic? Well, I was going through the (laughs) list, and it was more likely than Jim Carrey. (laughs) (laughs) But I was just like, why? Why is this the case? I don't understand my prey. I'm scared. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I went with Alex and we took Evie. So it was uh, me and my boyfriend and our child. Because <laughs> that's pretty much how life is. Yep. Um, and yeah, we all thoroughly enjoyed it. It, it, it. Obviously, Evie liked it because she liked Sonic the Hedgehog and she was enjoying it as a child should. Uh, child, uh, you know, a PG kids film sort of thing, hmm. and then me and Alex were like, "Ah, oh, reference, ah, oh, reference that bit of music, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh. and uh, yeah, it was actually really good fun." Ben Schwartz, who is the voice of Sonic, did a really good job as Sonic. Um, Cyclops was there. <laughs> I said, did, did he do as good a job as Urkel? Ah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> It's it's a trick question. Yeah, he did. Vince Watts was a fantastic job as you know as a different. Considering that the Sonic voices exist, like the modern Sonic voices already exist, with yeah. Sonic Boom and the video game series and whatnot, and they could have just got those guys in, but no, he did a really good job at it. Good and. Um, there is a stinger at the end, sort of thing, because as is the mo- is the the modern parlance to do such a thing. As was the style at the time. Yeah, indeed. And uh, let's just say they brought one of the video game voice actors in for a role. Ah, because for the you know eventual sequel, they haven't picked a voice actor for this character yet. So if it they seems like the they've actor, got one. Well, they've got the the current one at least. I'm very confused. Yeah, well, I don't want to say it. I know, you're tra- I know you're tiptoeing around it so it's not to spoil, but I legitimately yeah. don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nor do I. Yeah. I I'm assuming Tails, but... <gasps> yay! But that is literally just assuming it. I'm the only person that would ever say yay to seeing <laughs> Tails. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, you know, they changed some of the, the, the lore for it because... Why not? Because it's a different take on the character, so... All Sonic is heretical. Remember the video. (laughs) If he's not from Wisconsin, it's not canon Sonic. (laughs) God, that video. Right? (laughs) I watched the Kingdom Hearts one. It's a... That's a... Oh, trying to explain the plot. I I still love this Pokemon series, which is just like (laughs) the best idea is like bringing Walt Disney back to life and then trying to get someone to explain Kingdom Hearts to him. (laughs) 
You know, I've, I've picked up Kingdom Hearts recently, like the the, the PlayStation Four. Oh yeah, redo yeah. Uh, with like all of it on it, except not the third one. So like mm, one and the, two, one point five and two point eight. Ah, sorry. I bought it with my own money, and I'm still angry at the numbering system. <laughs> I, ah, I am the fool. I understand this. It's like well, I understand that the one point five and what be two point five would be like the final mixes, which makes yeah. sense. It's you know, it's the game with the added content. That's cool. And then they release the the, the the prequel part, and they release it as a separate separate game pack, and it's like. Oh, this makes sense. It's we'll call it the two point eight edition. Uh, no. See, all I know about Kingdom Hearts, I learned from the Jim Sterling tries to explain the plot of Kingdom Hearts video. <laughs> so I don't know Those much the... about Kingdom Hearts. I I, le- I learned everything from the Polygon video of trying to explain the plot of Kingdom Hearts. Those Polygon videos are yeah. some. Of the... <laughs> it, it's admittedly that one is uh, use, using the was it the, using the hero's tale to explain the plot of Kingdom Hearts brackets and all other stories. Yes, <laughs> and it's amazing because it just ends with this absolute dive into madness where it's just like the. But this is just the hero's. Uh, this is just the twelve point step of the heroes. What we need here is the villain's tridecagon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even including the third game. Yeah. Oh, so, so, that, oh yeah. So, that was how he could predict the plot yeah. of the third game. Is it say third game? You know the the, the third yes. numbered game, the twelfth game, or whatever the fuck yeah. it is. Um, yeah. So I just keep buying lots. Of, this is my problem. Over enough. I bought a lot of video games, and I have played exactly none of them. I I bought Resident Evil Two around about Christmas time, and I've just started playing that. I got that for my birthday this year from Alex, and it's so difficult. If we're talking about video games, uh, if we're talking about video games, I just want to jump in and say, everybody, and I mean everybody, you two, everyone listening, and everyone not listening. Somehow, I need to project this message beyond the boundaries of the podcast. Everyone must play Disco Elysium. What is Disco Elysium? Oh, I've heard about this. It is a head fuck. So, Disco Elysium is the debut game from a new studio. And it has blown my goddamn mind. It is... If you were to look at the, the way the game is put together and imagine it as a list of stretch goals on a Kickstarter... It is a Kickstarter you would not back because the creators had completely unrealistic expectations. <laughs> okay. It is from um, a studio called Zaum. From the crazy um, minds of. And is written by an Estonian fellow named Robert oh. Kurvitz. So, Disco Elysium is uh, a heavily dialogue-based game. Uh, it's an RPG. Um, isometric? It is isometric. And you play the protagonist. Uh, and it's... It seems, so far. it seems like a very, very... Um, uh, tro- tropey, tropey kind of a beginning. You okay. wake up completely amnesiac uh, because of a drink and drug fueled bender, and you have forgotten entirely who you are. Standard. So cool. you don't actually have a character portrait when you wake up because you don't know what your face looks like. <laughs> uh, okay. in, in order to get a character portrait, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and confront and the-, the person you are. 
because you don't like what you see. And it will go into how much you don't like what you see as you look at yourself honestly. Because you don't know who you are, so you haven't got any preconditions. So you are genuinely judging this um, boozy-faced, bruised-eye-socketed mess of an individual. And you have to keep staring at yourself and keep confronting the fact that you look like a fuck-up. Or otherwise, your character portrait remains quite blurry. You have to keep looking at yourself to actually ingrain in yourself who the fuck you are. Right. Uh, and then your first quest is to find your clothes. Because you have woken <laughs> up in your pants. Uh, and it, it goes from there. And there is, there is a case that you are investigating, and it doesn't matter. That's not what this game is about. This game is about talking to people of... All different sorts. It is the most political game I can possibly imagine. The developers of it, uh, at an awards show, got up on stage and praised Karl Marx openly. Um, <laughs> but that doesn't mean wow. that you, as a character, can't internalize fascism as a concept and become a fascist if you want to. Uh, you meet with xenophobic characters, fascist characters, communist characters, characters who believe in eugenics, characters who believe in racial supremacy of various different races, and this is how you get skills, as it were, is by internalizing all these concepts and making them a part of you, because you're a blank slate. Uh, so you have this thought cabinet, this sort of mindscape into which you can bring concepts uh, such as fascism, such as um, lack of inhibition, and they will give you bonuses to skill checks throughout. Uh, there are parts of your psyche taking control. You have conversations with your own id and ego uh, as they try and tell you how great drink and drugs are. Um, it's the closest thing to a tabletop game I've played as a computer-based role-playing game because they seem to have anticipated all of the stupid, dumbass things you could think to do and actually given them a dialogue path. So... It's also a game in which you can die immediately by trying to get your tie down off the electric fan if you fail the skill check. Uh, I, my first character death was when I... I can't remember what I clicked, but I thought I was having a completely rational conversation. And actually what my character tried to do was uh, flip someone the double finger and then shoulder barge their way backwards out of the door, but they fucked. Of course, everyone knows that when you flip the double finger, you should immediately follow up with a stone-cold stunner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and accidentally <laughs> crashed into a woman in a wheelchair and died of shame. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. It is incredible. It's so strange and bizarre, and it fascinates me. If you approach it, as a straightforward game where you're like, oh, it's a procedural, I'm a detective, there's a case, I'm going to try and solve it, you will get so far. Okay. And that is a way you can play it, and it's actually quite rewarding to play it in that direction. But what eventually captured me was realising that you are playing a complete and utter fuck-up. And if you approach it from that precept... Right. It gives you the freedom to do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> and the game is so much better. <laughs> if, if you, as a character, decide, actually, my goal is to take as many drugs as possible and do karaoke and maybe open a karaoke club. Yes. Yeah, go for it. That's better <laughs> than doing the case. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, 
It's it's amazing. Um, it's bizarre. Uh, it's one of those games where I expect like the average playthrough will see maybe ten percent of the content less. Maybe there is so much going on here, and uh, I I can't stop recommending it to people because it's it's pure art. And like I said, I would not have believed that a first time studio could make this. I wouldn't have believed an established studio could make this, but here it is. They did it. Wow. Fair enough. It is weird. It is political. It is druggy. It is fucked up. It is offensive in the right way in a lot of the time. Uh, it's it's really good. I like it a lot. And I'm scared and confused by it. I'll have to give that one a go when it gets sort of probably down to a more manageable price for me. But yeah, I'll definitely give it a go. Certainly sounds amazing. I, I think it would be right up your alley. Excellent. How far are you into uh, Resident Evil 2, Barry? Oh god, like literally the first save room in the in the in the uh, police the station. I, li- okay. I literally started playing the other day. Ah, okay. Yeah, that uh, it's definitely a lot. I don't know. I say it was much harder than the original, but because of the change in perspective, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot different. I I, I, just, I had to show Roman when I was playing. I was like, you know what? I can't now stand on one foot and spin around in a circle. So what is even the point? <laughs> Why did we even fight a war? Uh, are you Claire first or Leon first? I'm going with Claire first because I played Leon first, like back in 1999 <laughs> or whatever it was on last cool, cool, cool. when I played it. Yeah, and uh, yeah. so you'll get all the sherry stuff in this one, which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it actually does. It actually makes a difference in the second playthrough. Yeah, so you get like the the B the, uh, the, the a, campaign a stories for both characters and the B stories for both characters. Yeah, but depending on which one you start with depends on obviously which one you get on the reverse. Yeah, and there will be items missing and stuff from the B campaign that you would have found in the A campaign. Hmm. And vice versa. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna blitz my way through that one. I've, I'm also just playing through Sunnet Hill three. Um, yeah, I saw you've been playing through that. Yeah, because it's my first time playing through it, and oh, man, I fucking love it. <laughs> um, I tried going doing a. In case people who are listening to this are wondering what happens to uh, me playing through Metal Gear Solid as a uh, as a let's play, yeah, uh, I can't actually continue on. No, because I'm playing it on. Um, the HD collection on PlayStation Now. Right. And now, it's gone, has it? <laughs> no, no, it's still there. Okay. But it is actually unplayable. Oh. Now, I don't know if you recall this, but original Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3, Yeah. you could hold people up, right? Yes. And in Metal Gear Solid 3, you are... A part of the game requires you to hold people up to get certain codes to get through. Oh, shit, yes. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Those holding people up requires you to slowly take your finger off the button, right? To put the gun away. If you if you just let go of the button, uh, then you um, basically it, it shoots. But if you slowly take your finger off it, the pressure sensitive button re- records it, and you put the gun away. Sure. PlayStation Fours do not have pressure sensitive buttons. Oh. They have on-off buttons. You can't do. do the half pressing it to hold your gun without firing it. So your options are mm. stab a guy in the throat, right, or don't play the game. 
Right, that explains why when you were running through a snake in the let's play, you were having so much t- trouble. I was trust. there going, what am I doing wrong? There's got to be a button combination yeah. to do But no, no, it, on, when they did it for the Xbox 360, yeah. they added in a um, they added in a feature where if you press one of the D-pad buttons whilst holding someone up, it takes the gun away because the Xbox 360 also doesn't have pressure-sensitive buttons. But no. the PlayStation but- Now version is a straight emulation of the original game, but with a modern controller that doesn't support the original game. Correct. I saw an article about this. Yeah, wow. I Googled it, and I literally, it was just a bunch of people just going, what the fuck? Why even put this up? You can't complete it without pressure-sensitive buttons. Wow. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. So there will no longer be a Metal Gear Solid uh, blitz through for, for, for the channel because well, Sony we, don't want there to be then all apparently you need to, all you need to do now is get a Playstation 2 and use that instead I've got a Playstation 2 actually then then set that but, up and use yeah, that I've, I've also admittedly I've also got an Xbox 360 with the HD collection on there but that's so much effort <laughs> dear dear yeah, so uh, that, there's that. I'll, I'll figure out some other things to, to do. I need to do some good horror games, I think, to, to play through. I will be getting back eventually to carry on my Pokemon run. and Amazing. And Bioshock as well. This oh, good, been, good, good. Life's been interesting in that regard. Yeah. I want to get myself, finally get myself a, a, an actual capture device as well, so that... Uh, it runs a bit smoother. Um, I'm looking to change up my what I've got here because I, I just keep having problems with it, but I think it's literally just because uh, the way I've got it set up with my laptop and because I've uninstalled and reinstalled it so many times <laughs> that it's like trying to run three different sets of, of uh, settings, ah. preferences and whatnot. So when I when I move on, you can have this one if you want. Sure. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a... I forget what it is, like an Avermedia red central button, something or other. <laughs> but yeah, you can have that one, and then and then we'll be stream buddies! Woo! Yeah, because uh, I've been missing doing it. It was, it was quite inter- fun doing it all, but it's just, it's just life gets in the way. It uh, Life will find a way to get in the way. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm, 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 <laughs> what about me in what sense? Uh, I'm also tempted to get back into streaming, <clears throat> but not set up here to do it by any no, means. Indeed. So yeah. I <clears throat> may do some face cam free streaming because that's very easy to do. Uh, yeah. and, and Zoe might do the same. Although, unfortunately, one of the things about moving from London to here, uh, a victim of the move was <gasps> the computer. Uh, I've oh, got gosh. a new computer, all set up, fine, no problem. But uh, Zoe's Sims Surrounded by Idiots Challenge save game was <gasps> no! on the dead computer. Now, we have backups, oh, maybe, right. maybe. Maybe. Uh, but even if we did, the, the hassle of getting The Sims 2 to actually run on modern hardware uh, <laughs> is, yep. is awful. So I remember the hassle of getting it to work first time around. Yeah, so we may be coming back with a more modern Sims game. Uh, oh, okay. But in which case, it probably wouldn't be surrounded by idiots challenge because unfortunately, the AI of modern Sims games makes them much less hilarious when fending for themselves. They tend to just oh. do it. Uh, yeah. and that's no fun. So I don't know what it would be, but there might be more Sims streaming coming. Who knows? Um, good, good. I think Sims 4 or whatever the latest one is, is the, is the free game on PlayStation this month. Yeah. 
So if you want to play on a console, because my God, does Sims work really good on consoles? <laughs> <sighs> I'll probably be coming back with something. I don't know what it will be. Um, it might be Planet Zoo. I'm just very bad at building Ooh. things in Planet Zoo, but the animals are cute as fuck. So who knows? I, I'd love to see you build a Jurassic Park in, in Jurassic World Evolution. Oh, I've done that. Yeah, Ooh. I could do that. Yeah. Um, again, bad at the building tools. So who knows? Uh, but yeah, I'll, turn to I'll, cities then. I'm sure there will be more cities in the future, um, but Damn. I want to, uh, before I get deep into city streaming again, I want to be established in the new place and actually have everything yes. set up yeah. and know that it's yeah. not going to change uh, and it's going to be there reliably. So that will happen at some point in the future, but I'm sure I'll find something to fill in the gap in the meantime. Have you played Frostpunk? Mm. Yes, yes, I have. Uh, that is that is a deeply miserable game. Is it really? <laughs> it is so miserable. Like um, <laughs> th- like some of the choices you're asked to make in that game. So Frostpunk for people who aren't aware is it's part builder, part sort of. Um, it's not really a strategy game, but there are. It's a survival game. Survival <laughs> game. There are decision trees you make in what kind of sacrifices you're willing to make in order to survive because you're a society in the middle of a perpetual winter desperately trying to get back on your feet so you can go really authoritarian uh, is one of the routes you can go to try and uh, survive by forcing everyone to keep in line don't don't you live around a giant furnace yes so yeah there's a giant furnace in the middle and the more you upgrade the furnace obviously the further out the heat radiates so the larger a circle around the furnace you can inhabit Mm. um so you start with just a small ring around the furnace where you can build homes and workshops and things and then as you improve the furnace as you get better uh, you can build streets out in concentric circles around it and build more and more stuff but when I say you're making these moral decisions, it's not like your typical black-white morality of a video game of, well, I could return this purse to the old lady, or I could uh, stab her and rob the rest of her stuff. Um, right. it, it's, it's, it's more along the lines of... It's more along <laughs> the lines of there are, um, there are too many children in the nursery. They're not all going to survive will you kill some of them? Or, hey, if you're going to kill them anyway, why not also eat them? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yeah, it's that kind of dark. Uh, It's a grim fucking game. I'm not sure if that's a real example, but it's the tone of them, you know? Yeah. It's an illustrative example. Now that's a stream. (laughs) <laughs> oh god you got that's a stream where it is uh you do it as a community everyone uh, votes on the decisions yes <laughs> <laughs> so that would obviously be the worst possible society you could make in frostpunk <laughs> but that'd be the thing it was like how long can we survive <laughs> not long is the answer <laughs> <laughs> it is a harsh harsh game it is unforgiving mechanically as well oh it's like permanent Iron Man mode. Yeah, it's it's good. It's just incredibly hard and incredibly miserable. <laughs> oh god! Speaking of Iron Man, oh god, Crusader Kings. Now I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh 
god. I'm accidentally king of Bavaria. <laughs> well, that's not something you want to be, is it? I well, I I was I was Duke of Flanders, and like, so married as as Duke of Flanders married my daughter off matrilineally to some heir of Bavaria, and then my guy died and and ended up uh, after a, a long time playing his grandson, who was you know now the son of a distant prince of Bavaria. Time was going on, time was going fine, but my dad was like my, one of my closest advisors, and then he decided he was going to try and introduce democracy into Flanders. Right. Because he started having his own kids via second marriage and going, well, I'm going to make sure they become in charge, because they're more popular than my older dumbass son, aka me, um, so I'll, I'll try and institute democracy. And I thought, well, I can't be having that, because that's game over for me, so... I put my dad in prison. Right. And the thing about that is, while my dad was in prison, all his brothers and sisters died in a big war. And then I banished my dad, which meant he lost all of his titles. They all progressed down to his next of kin, which was me. So I accidentally became king of Bavaria (laughs) by putting my dad in prison. And then I was like, oh, oh, sweet, now I'm king of Bavaria. Oh, God, why am I at war with so many people? I believe that's commonly called a coup. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of accidentally cooed. Oh, Emily, I had to I had to fight to become it, but literally, I might, if, I, if they said, oh, by the way, you need to go t- and, and win X number of battles to become the king of Bavaria, I probably would have gone, no, that's fine. But instead, what they said was, oh, you're one of three claimants on it because technically your dad's other kids will be, you know, in line for it. I'm like... Wait, my dad's other kids are three and one, respectively. I can take a toddler in a fight. (laughs) I'll beat the shit out of a baby to become a king. And I won. They did not not put up much of a fight. Well, I'll tell you another thing I have at the moment. Mm. A game that I love, but I'm terrible at. So I recently acquired an Oculus Quest. Ooh. Uh, which is that the, that's the new Oculus, isn't it? Well, it's one of the new Oculuses because Oculus what, sorry, have yes, decided what? to go in a couple of different directions with things. Now, I've had a Vive for a really long time, hmm. but I couldn't set up the Vive here because it needs what they call lighthouses, and basically they're emitters that beam laser beams all over the house that the headset yeah. can then see to orient itself. And they need to be high up, and I can't drill holes in the walls of here because I'm renting it, so it's just been sitting in a box. Sure. The Quest does things a little differently. It is the okay. emitter of the laser beams. Um, oh. So you don't need lighthouses. You also don't need a computer. Oh? It is also the computer. Oh. It has Wi-Fi, so you download games straight to it. Huh. So... This appealed to me because I like VR, but the faffing around of the Vive, of having a wire connecting you to the computer, of Mm. trying to run things on the computer to play in VR when you can't see the monitor of the computer because you've got a VR headset on, (laughs) is all of that stuff is incredibly tedious. And the Quest makes it go away. You put on the headset and it has a menu built in that you use your controllers to interact with. It has a store built in, like getting an app on your phone. Um, Mm. And I'm like, oh, this is so easy. I love it. 
And I, I found an app that is, it's basically such a perfect fit for VR and I love it and it's a brilliant experience and it's so well made and it's incredible and I'm shit at it. <laughs> and it's called Kingspray and it's graffiti. Huh. And it makes so much sense. Your controller in your hand is your can and you're yeah. stood in front of a giant virtual wall and you spray. And, and you, like, use the buttons on it to switch different caps, switch the colors of the paint and all of that. Um, and you just do it. You just do graffiti in a completely one-to-one -one naturalistic way. Uh, up to and including the fact I've seen pro graffiti artists playing it on YouTube. And if you are uh, doing it on the street, often you'll carry, like, milk crates around so you can reach up a little higher. And they just have a milk crate and stand on it to reach higher on the virtual wall. Um, oh. And it's... I saw two videos that convinced me to buy it. Sure. One of them by someone who is a huge VR enthusiast but had never done graffiti before in their life, and okay. one by someone who had never played VR in, uh, in their life but was a professional graffiti artist. And it was the fact that they both discovered things the game could do and in ways that utterly charmed and delighted them that I was like, this is now a must-purchase. So the graffiti artist was in the middle of sort of just showing how you do the outlines and just went, holy shit, you can flare on this. And then went on to explain what flaring is, and it's where you sort of change the angle of the can as you move it to get a disparate spray going off at the end of a line. And he's like, that's really cool. The physics of that is spot on. Yeah, I can flare with a can in this game. I was like, okay, that's a cool touch. And suffice it to say, the other guy, the, the quote for what he discovered was, did I just spray myself in the eyes? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. And when I saw both of those things had been covered by the developer, I was like, yeah, you've made a sale. Uh <laughs> awesome. So that's really, really fun, and I'm so bad at it. So I will not be streaming that, because my graffiti art leaves a lot to be desired. Ah. <clears throat> very fun to see. I won't be streaming any VR where you can watch me playing it. It's, nothing makes you look more stupid than having a big box on your head and flailing around wildly. Oh, we, oh see, this is the thing is, I think we should do that as like a group thing. It's more difficult now that we are roughly 80,000 miles apart. <laughs> but I think that'd be great. It's just a, a swap over change thing where it's like two of us watching, two, one of us playing. Yeah. Do something like that or like... um. Survival horror of some kind. I was about to say, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I'd, lo I'd love to at some point play uh, Biohazard uh, VR. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. No. That game was horrible enough in regular version, in regular vision, let alone being right up in my grill. <laughs> yeah. What have I been playing lately? Well, I, I, I've 100%ed Pokemon. Hey! My copy of Shield. Which was immense fun. I loved. I, I thought it was very good. Have you transferred your Pokemon into the new Pokemon Bank? No. Or the new Pokemon Home, whichever one. Bank's the old one. Home's the new one, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. My uh, my copy of Ultra Sun that has my almost complete living decks, national decks, has gone missing. Oh no. <gasps> yeah. That's like what. Nearly what seven hundred Pokemon gone wow. missing. And How do like, you lose seven hundred Pokemon? I know, right? The, the, right. This has got to be the work of Team Rocket. Is all I'm fucking saying. <laughs> the game cart. I've seen it around recently. It's in the house. That's good. It's just where in the house? I have no idea. That's the. That's problem. bad. Yeah, that is bad. But 
for what I did have in the bank, I have moved on to home, and I have got the app on my phone and stuff, and yeah, it works. It works pretty well. They've they've recently people have recently found out there is a there's a the home app will give you gift Pokemon for doing certain things, and uh, if you've got a complete national decks on home it will give you a special variant color variant of a of a one of the uh rare mythical rank pokemon so something like the mew era like range that sort of stuff the ones they don't let you trade essentially and uh yeah i mean i thought shield saw the shield were great games i haven't and finished it yet but i'm enjoying it so far yeah yeah, you know, it's that thing again. It's got, it's easy for new. It's e- uh, easy for new and old players alike. It's got the the Dynamax system is not overused because looking back at X and Y and Sun and Moon with their Mega Evolutions and their Z moves, it got to where we could use them every fight, which just kind of made it not fun anymore. Because it's like, well, superpowered. There you go, straight away, boom. Where's the challenge? Dynamaxing in Sword and Shield is set locations. Even like post game, it's still early in set locations. And yeah, they're doing the 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 max raid, the the online raid stuff. I spent <laughs> I spent more than my fair share of time in the wild area in the raid battles then actually progressing with the plot of the game <laughs> it's been far m- much time too much time running around going to the little dens and going oh what am I fighting this time can I fight it <laughs> and now it's post game and they're all super tough tough motherfuckers you're in game like, content yeah <laughs> it's like oh look at all the 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 special Gigamax form ones to get. It's like, oh, let's try and do this then. The thing about Pokemon Home, though, is I, I love the fact that Nintendo have lied and said there's a free version. Yes. If you look at the features that, that you get in the free version as opposed to the premium version, it's like, oh, there's totally yeah. a free version. You, you don't have to pay us anything. And it's like, okay, so obviously I want Pokemon Home because I want to transfer all my old Pokemon onto my Switch. So can I move Pokemon from Pokemon Bank into Pokemon Home on the free plan? Nah. Just no, you can't. Yeah. All right, cool. So I'll run it in parallel. It'll be my Switch equivalent of the Pokemon Bank. Cool. So I can store all of my Pokemon from Sword and Shield uh, in in Home. 30 of them. That's... I mean... You can have one box. the, The game... The first Pokemon game, when it first released, was based on the principle of you've got to catch them all. And even then, there was 150 of them. 30 doesn't seem like that many. (laughs) Catch all 30 of them is a really (laughs) shitty motto and, like, would not have made a great theme song. But okay, okay, I can at least do the thing that competitive Pokemon players most care about, right? I can still use Home to judge and evaluate my Pokemon and work out what I need to work on in their stats and their IVs and their EVs, right? No. 
there isn't a free version, guys. None You're of that. lying. So I won't worry myself about that one then. I like that the difference in number of Pokemon you can store is free version, 30, premium, 6,000. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's a lot of Pokemon. That That's more Pokemon than there are. Yep, off. you can have multiple copies of each Pokemon. <gasps> or just... Just 6,000 Magikarp. I mean, even if you have a regular and a shiny version of every Pokemon, that's still more yep. space than you need. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a lot more space than you need. And again, like, it is the year of our Lord 2020. I still do not believe in shiny Pokemon. <laughs> 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 I have still... Never seen one that wasn't a plot-mandated shiny. I understand that you're all playing this long con, all of you in the world trying to trick me, but I'm telling you now, still not falling for it, I do not believe in shiny <laughs> Pokemon. Well... You know, that, that's, that's, that's a thing, and... They totally added in. They totally didn't add in another form of shiny Pokemon into Sword and Shield. I know, right? So there's shiny, and then there's the I can't remember what they call it. Uh, what, depending who you speak to, you've got what they call, they ever call them square shiny or ultra shiny. Yeah, because it's square shiny. Yeah, because there's a little yeah. glint on the shiny that appears square. Little sparkles and stuff that appears square on this rarer form of shiny. Right. Yeah. So. When you say that a shiny, usually it's like you get like the sparkly light effect when it comes out yeah. of your Pokeball and stuff. The 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 quote unquote square shinies replaces the sparkles with square lens flare. So what you're saying is there is a new form of shiny which is a graphical glitch. Essentially. Okay. But it is much, and much it's... rarer than ordinary shiny, so it is yeah. much in demand. Fucking Pokemon fans. And for all it, those people it, it, who one, were willing... It's a one in... One in 65,000 chance of fight getting a shiny. And it, so you double that to make it the uh, square shiny. So it's like one in 125 or 130,000. <laughs> right. I thought it was um, multiplicative rather than cumulative, the chance. Like, I thought it was, was it much rarer than that. Is it, is it bad that mm. I work in, you know economics essentially and my brain when you said it's double you know it's it's double the chance they was like so two in sixty five thousand <laughs> <laughs> so it's um the the basic stats of finding a shiny you are correct um it is the one in sixty five thousand odd yes uh, no sorry that is that is the odds of meeting a square shiny it is 1 in 65,536. Oh, so it's yes. a 1 in 4,096 chance that you will encounter a shiny. And then a 1 in 16 chance, once you've encountered a shiny, that that shiny will be a square shiny. Mm. So that comes out at a 1 in 65,536 chance of finding a square shiny. Now, I've been yeah. playing Pokemon since 1998 or 9, whichever one it was. And I've met more than 4,000 Pokemon in my time. There, there are still some, there are still Pokemon out in Sword and Shield that is rarer to find than that. I do not believe in shiny Pokemon, and I will not <laughs> until I meet one in person. 
Well, if you want to, there are ways that you can improve your odds. Yep. Huh. Once you um, complete the Pokedex, you can go and see uh, a guy in one of the cities, and he'll give you an item called the Shiny Charm, which doubles the rate... Uh, it doubles your chances in shiny Pokemon appearing. Yeah. So that will reduce it to a 2040, uh, 2048 chance. You can also mm. shiny chain, which is yep. where if you keep encountering the same Pokemon over and over and over in a row, it increases your odds of meeting the shiny version of that Pokemon. And uh, there's actually two chain mechanics in Sword and Shield, because the trouble with that chain is once it's broken, it's broken and you start over. But in Sword and Shield, every time you battle a particular Pokemon, you increase your odds of finding a shiny of that, and that doesn't yeah. reset. So if you're doing both, if you're chaining it and repeatedly battling it, you massively increase your chances of finding a shiny version of it. So if there's a particular Pokemon you want as a shiny, you can usually get it. If it appears on the world map. If it appears on the world map. Yeah, because in Sword and Shield, they had the same effect as Pokemon Go and Let's Go, where you can still have the random encounters that you'd have in traditional Pokemon, but you also get the overworld roaming Pokemon. So, you know, you can be walking through, uh, walking past a, a, part, uh, a thing of grass, and a Ponytar will be there, just pop up and appear. So if you're chaining in that way, it's a lot easier because you obviously you can avoid the ones you're not looking for. Although even if uh, you get random encounters, you can still run away and it won't break the chain. Yes, as long as you don't knock out the Pokemon in question. Let's put it, let's put it into, the, into this thing. Uh, Ray from Achievement Hunter... Uh, Ray of Achievement Hunter passed... Kyrie, mm-hmm. uh, brown man on Twitch. He has been since completing the game. He has been streaming Pokemon to Shiny Hunt. Oh, okay, and for fun because that's what he does. And he has been after a Shiny Honedge, which is the Ghost Sword Pokemon, right? Uh, for his collection. And he was using the... He's doing it via the egg hatching method. So breeding breeding the Pokemon, getting the eggs, and hatching the, the hatching a shiny that way. Yeah. Okay. To so this date, he has hatched, I think it was, last I checked, 1,600 Hone Edge eggs, and has not received a shiny. And it lending credits to my theory that there are no shiny Pokemon. But but since Home came out, uh-huh. and you've now been able to move forward, obviously Pokemon from the various generations, he has uh, he was shiny hunting. Uh, he wasn't even shiny hunting. He was breeding a particular natured uh, fire starter from uh, lit- which is Litten from Sun and Moon. Mm-hmm. He was breeding one to get a certain nature for com- for competitive battling. And 20 eggs in hatched a shiny one. Huh. Yeah. See, so, like, everyone's... Yeah. Go, go ahead, sorry. 
No, 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 go. That's it. Everyone's got their like these sun and moon and 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 sword and shield and extra this, that, and the other and home versions. I'm just sitting here with my Game Boy Color version of uh, Pokemon, the trading card game, oh, and I'm enjoying that. Card. I'm not enjoying that. It's <laughs> fucking aggravating. It is. I'm either playing that, or you're playing. Uh. Heart gold or soul silver. I do have heart gold, so yeah, I've got to, I've got to dig through that as well. Apologies for the random microphone noise here, guys, but my cat is just headbutting my microphone. Oh, hey, Katie. Hey, all. You gonna say hello? How's he finding Scotland? He loves it. He he loves it because the front room of our new place is enormous, mm-hmm. uh, and he can really build up speed. Like he has a lot of room <laughs> to accelerate. Uh, in a way he didn't have in London because l- the London flat had corners. Ah, it did. It uh, did. And Are you going to say hi? We've Katie? also got a, a really big window next to the computers with uh, windowsills at like three different levels that are okay. wide enough for him to run up and, uh, up and down. He really likes that. And also it's just <laughs> not as hot. Uh, ah, so yeah. he, he enjoys yeah. that a whole lot. So yeah, he really likes it here. Are you going to say hello to everyone? Or are you just going to keep bumping the microphone and making random noises at people? Yeah, like that one. (laughs) All right, the cat does not want to be on the podcast. Just interfere (laughs) with the podcast. Cool. (laughs) Uh, Other than that, I've been... uh, What was I play? Journey to a Strange World? Strange Planet, sorry. I don't know that one. Um... It's another. It's a space exploration style game where you 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 are you are a member of the fourth most popular uh, spacefaring agency in the universe, and you have been sent out to a random planet to see whether it can be colonized. And when you arrive there, the planet has been destroyed. So, probably not, is the answer to whether or not it can be colonized. But no one knows why it's happened. Uh. And when you land on it, because uh, it's still, even though it's sort of broken into pieces, the, the various land masses that still, still exist still have life on them. It's not intelligent life. Mm. And you land on there, and it's like, cool. If you want to leave, you need to fix your ship, because... Lo and behold, the ship has broken. And as you're exploring this strange planet, uh, you're finding ruins of advanced civilization. And it's like... And you get you get communications from the, like, the head office basically going, when we checked this planet out first time around, there was no sign of intelligent life at all. Yeah, there was no, there was no, we couldn't, we didn't find any ruins and stuff. Oh, is this the game that I heard someone describe as uh, what No Man's Sky would have been if it had launched with content? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> no Man's Sky is a completely different game now, which is, you know, it's the game that they finally, that they said it was going to be all along now. Yeah, it's an interesting phenomenon that's becoming more and more common, which is yeah. when uh, companies release a game that is. Let's not put too fine a point on it. Unfinished, yes. And then say, "Oh, but stick around. 
we're, we're going to finish it. Like, look at um, Fallout 76. Oh, I, would, I would much rather not, thank you very much. Which, which may at some point get NPCs. Uh, it's their next update. Yeah, oh, so like, they say. They're, they're, they're literally the forthcoming, I think it's next month. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, there's No Man's Sky which as you said a year later is unrecognisable compared to the game that it launched as and they're still they're still updating it and they're still making new content for it and it's all been free and I don't know if you guys saw but uh, Bioware put out a blog post recently saying that they were going to go and completely redevelop Anthem yes um, and actually you know put some thought into it this time Yes, I saw that. Which is a hell of a, an admission that the game released unfinished, basically. When's Anthem due out? It's been out for a while. Oh, okay. And this is the problem with No Man's Sky, Fallout 76, Anthem, with this business model in general, is by the time you make the game, you've lost all your players. I did watch a very uh, interesting... Uh, video on YouTube which was basically about what happened with No Man's Sky and it was like the, basically the history of what happened of, of the release and stuff and the development and it's it showed the first like the first half is explaining you know what what basically everyone saw and then the second half was explaining what was happening on their side of it and it's like oh okay the, you know, not that you know it forgives everything that happened, but it it gave more information about what was happening to to Hello Games and stuff. Does it explain why Sean Murray said that the game had multiplayer when it didn't? Um, I mean, two people could hold the same controller, and that's technically no. no he said <laughs> players could encounter each other in the world. He said it would be incredibly rare because you know it's a vast universe, and the odds of you being on the same planet. And what he was doing there was he was hyping up how incredibly rare it would be because the game literally sent no network traffic out of your computer when you played it, so it would be so rare that in fact it physically couldn't happen. Yeah, it was just an outright lie. It does. It does explain a bunch of that about. Uh, it does go into all that in the in the in the video, and yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it doesn't go out to to say to forgive them for what happened, but it does help explain a lot of what went wrong and how what they did to fix it. So yeah. Uh, I, I, admittedly, I've not given uh, No Man's Sky another uh, a go, but I never picked it up in the first place, so I was like, yeah. Hmm. I got it. Uh, not not when it came out, but like after it came out a while, because I got it for cheap when I worked for all Smiths. So, yeah. and I had fun with it while I was playing it. You know, it, it was it wasn't what they advertised it as, and. But at that point, they were already starting to to fix some of the problems that they had created. And looking at it now, it's it's like a completely different game. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I think in a good way. In terms of spending a lot of money on a thing and then it sort of not really living up to the hype, was for me was uh, Red Dead Online. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a shame. I was really looking forward to that. And then it was just bad. We just fell through the earth, screaming forever. forever. (laughs) (laughs) Jensen Jensen playing Red Dead 2 non-stop since Christmas. Not online, just the regular one. Oh, like the the, the single-player game seems kind of fun. Yeah, she's been doing all the... Like master challenges and stuff. Yeah, I've literally not gone back to the online since we did that stream. Neither have nice. I. We should, we should get. We should jump back into there at some point and just see if it's if, if the we fall through the there. earth. Yeah. <laughs> I have noticed like the, the 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 sort of the let's play channels that I watch have basically gone. There was about a series space of about two to three weeks where they did some videos in Red Dead Online, and they've yeah. literally ju- they've just since those two or three weeks were up, they've just gone straight back to doing GTA Five because it's just like nope. No, no, there's content in GTA 5 online. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, it's like, again, it's not like they weren't having fun with it. Yeah, it's just... But it just yeah. wasn't... It just didn't get the views and stuff, because it just wasn't interesting. Which is a major uh, Speaking shame. of troubled game developments, my next... Yeah. It, my uh, March was going to be really, really busy. Uh, uh-huh. Yes, because I was eagerly anticipating both... Uh, Vampire Bloodlines 2. Oh, yes. Oh, God, it's 2020 now. Yeah, and Cyberpunk 2077. Ah, yes. Uh, both of which were slated to come out next month. I had that and Final Fantasy. Oh, yes, yeah. The remake that's also been, that's also been pushed back. Yep, and then one of them got pushed back. And I was like, well, that's actually a good thing. Because they're both big games. I, I can play one now. Mm-hmm. and then play one at the end of the year. That's great! And then the other one got pushed back, and I was like, oh, so I have the same problem, but I also have to wait longer. <laughs> the worst well, of all shit. I, I remember seeing when like Final Fantasy VII got pushed back, and uh, um, Cyberpunk 2077 got pushed back, and fucking cheeky-ass Capcom just went, by the way, Resident Evil 3 is coming out in like six weeks and no thing on earth will stop that from being the release date. <laughs> and I'm like, you cheeky fuckers, it's a remake. You don't get to go, like, admittedly, yeah, so it's Final Fantasy 7, technically, but yeah. Uh, that, that, so that's coming out soon. It's, Final Fantasy, it's like Resident Evil 3. It's like, oh, we're releasing a teaser image. Also, it's coming out in six weeks. Like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. So yeah, next month I shall just have to um, to make myself feel a little a little better by jumping into Animal Crossing. You can have a, you can have a little Animal Crossing as a treat, as a treat. Uh, which uh, I, I'm sure that will scratch the same itch as Bloodlines Two. Absolutely, exactly. Depending the same on itch. how I play it. <laughs> New Doom as well, isn't there? There is, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm less psyched about that. I'm oh. one of the few people uh, who wasn't crazy about the new Doom game. Fair enough. I was like, it's all right. Yeah, but to be fair, I think I was also like, it's all right. But like, you compare that to Doom Three. Oh, it was yeah. a fuck ton better yeah. than Doom Three. Exactly. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hell of a lot better. It was definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah, Doom 2016 was fun. But I've just got to the point where, like, shooters are fine, but they've got to do something a bit more than be a shooter. Yeah. For me now, and Doom, credit to it for staying true to its roots. Yes. And just being a run-and-gun shooter uh, that looks a hell of a lot better, but still plays incredibly fast and is just a challenging shooter. 
I love that there are people who will be playing Doom now and having a similar experience with it to what I had with Doom back in the day. That's yeah. great. I have moved on. Yeah. This game is no longer for me. That's fair enough. I, I just, I really like just them going, right, you know, throw everything we have into run, gun, shooty, explodey, uh, rip and tear. Rip, I, I love the sort of, right, let's just lean into the comics as well, of all things. Rip and tear yes. until it's done. <laughs> I, I love that. There's a there's the bit where it's just like... Explaining, words for someone in rip and tear and distance. Right? And it's just like, there's a, there's a bit where it's like explaining what the demons are. You know, it's like they are hatred. They are rage. They are, they are sin incarnate. And it goes through all of this big badass explanation. And then at the end, it's just, but you, you will be so much worse. Rip and tear until it is done. I'm like... Oh, I am ready. <laughs> Doomslayer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I love that it is what it is. It's just that what it is is no longer for me. Yeah. I have old man reflexes. Aw. No more Twitch. Twitch reflexes. No, nope, no Twitch shooting for me. Uh, I'm even avoiding hitscan characters on Overwatch. Oh, Whoa. no. Well, that's not true. I actually still play a hell of a lot of Ash, but um, I, I'm feeling it. I you know, I when I get into a com- competition with a good hit scan player, I, I I notice the difference. I haven't played Overwatch in about three characters. <laughs> you know, I've I've not played as Ash because Ash had, you, hadn't been released when I last played it. Ash is so good. Yeah, I fucking love everything about Ash. I love that it's Jennifer Hale. I love that she's Southern. I love she's a cowgirl. I love that she has a robot butler. Uh, there's, <laughs> all of these are great things. All of these are great things. It's, it's like when I someone love... was explaining Sekiro to me, and you're like, so you're a ninja in a horror-themed feudal Japan world with a robot arm that has a grappling hook in it. Like, yeah. Oh. Uh, so one of her ability, her kit, is she has um, a stick of dynamite that mm. she chucks, and it explodes after four seconds and does uh, damage over time to anyone in a certain radius around it when it goes off. Uh, or you can shoot it to detonate it early. <laughs> so you can Excellent. chuck it over the top of a Reinhardt shield and detonate it directly above his head, which is very satisfying. Mm. But I love that one of her skins is socialite, because Ash, in the lore... She's a, she's a rich kid, isn't she? Yeah, she and Jesse McCree were outlaws together, but she is a rich kid. Like, her parents were executives of big company, and she was rebelling against them by going off and doing crimes. So she has a skin called Socialite, where she's done up in all the fancy do's. And instead of throwing stick of dynamite, she throws a clutch bag with a fuse sticking out of it. <laughs> she's nice. just packed the dynamite in her clutch bag and chucked that at you. And I was because like, fucking yes, I need that skin. And indeed, that is the skin I use. It's so <laughs> is, good. Is Bob in his butler gear? Yes. It gives oh. him the little bowler hat and everything. <gasps> awesome. Bob! Do something! What he does a lot of the time is just run off the edge of the map. Wow. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's my weird little complaint about Ash. So, when you, Bob, do something, he doesn't right. spawn down the line of your crosshair. Oh. He spawns slightly to the side of you, because he's running past you. Oh, right. But it makes it really hard to line up the shot. So either he'll run into a wall because you were peeking around a corner... <laughs> and not get to where you want him to go. Right. He'll miss the person you were trying to throw him at, or he'll go down a hole that you thought you were aiming slightly to the side of. It's so infuriating <laughs> trying to launch Bob accurately. A- AI is kind of a crapshoot. How many times has he gone down the well? Too many. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I've played a lot of games this past twelve months, and I've I've finished less of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm I'm hitting that point now where it's like there are so many games I want to play that I own that I've not finished and and they keep bringing out newer new games and remasters how and, dare they and, and it's like god that's just even you know the, the thing is there's not enough time in the world even but even more so now there is not enough time in the world which is, I think Everything is a great else. note to say I think we're also out of time yeah yeah but, but we will be back indeed yeah, don't, possibly don't in another nine months. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I do have one thing that I've been asked to plug, though. And that's um, Jen is now part of a podcast. Oh, yes. Yes, she, do, uh, she does a podcast called Real History uh, as part of the Bunkerzilla network that's out there. And uh, she and our mutual friend, Hugh, uh, talk about movies, TV, pop culture, and how that relates to real life history, based on the subject. Neat. So stuff recently they've done. Uh, they did westerns and how they're portrayed. Because Jen obviously just been playing Red Dead, sort of thing. So she's talking about that. Uh, they recently did one about the movie Denial and Holocaust Denial. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a bit of a rough one, apparently, to, to get through. You don't say! I know, right? Um, and then they you know, they go through all, all different types of, of stories and whatnot and t- do their takes on it. Neat. So, yeah. So now uh, it is officially plugged. Yeah, check that out if you can. Real History, our double E-L, History. and uh, I get it! They, I knew, right? And I understood they, that reference. Aha. Uh-huh. And they're trying to get... Uh, currently, it's on the Bunkerzilla network, but they are trying to get the individual episodes out there to the wider mass soon. So they'll be available to, to download all your podcasting devices. Do you know what? I, I'm glad we've plugged it, but let's be honest... We just ghosted our audience for nine months. Uh, <laughs> the, the odds that we have a larger audience than them are slim yeah. at this point. Maybe we should be asking Jen to shout us out. That too, yes. <laughs> but if you have stuck with us, uh, welcome back to us, I guess. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad you're still here. You? I'm surprised you're still here. And, and we will be back soon. I'm not going to promise exactly when, but nah. we're trying to make this a regular thing. I promise. We, we're we're really returning trying. across all all the forms again. Yes, yes, we have returned more powerful than we were for the last nine months. I mean, there's loads we want to talk about forthcoming. Uh-huh. I mean, because like the sequel trilogy of Star Wars has finished. Yeah, uh, like for good. Um, Steven Universe. Yeah. I think you mean for bad. Uh, the good place has what? finished what properly. Yeah. Uh, Steven Universe Adventure Time. So many things have wrapped up. Yeah, uh, and there's new Star Trek content to talk about. Uh, Jesus Christ, there's a lot 
to talk about. The world there has changed. So much. We will have means for you to get in touch and tell us what we should talk about. Uh, right now, however, I expect most of you who are listening to this are already aware of our Discord. But if you're not, we have a Discord. How you get to it right now is... I don't know, because you can't just link to a Discord. It's, it's weird. But... Even though we're not streaming, you can go to twitch.tv slash dangerouslyunprepared, and there is a link to our Discord there. And you can chat to us on the Discord, and you can give us suggestions for shows you would want us to do and project into your ear holes. Or just yes. tell us that we're terrible shits for not recording for nine months. <laughs> you you <laughs> can that. also do that. Um, we also have a website, but it is currently under reconstruction, so don't go there, because there's nothing there. Um, Unless you're but- listening to this in the future when it has been done, in which case, don't not do that. Yes. <laughs> What Kyrie said. Yes. Uh, so basically, this ending bit will get better as things are actually there for you to use to interact with us. But if you're listening to this when it came out, don't go to dangerouslyunprepared.com. If you're listening to it after a sufficient amount of time that I've put something there, do go to dangerouslyunprepared.com. <laughs> that, that's got it. And until next time. Well, uh, quickly, if you've got any suggestions that you'd like to see us stream and stuff oh yes absolutely please please let us know and we can see what we can do through all the same channels that you can tell us what to do as shows <laughs> yes um, and until next time I have been Simon I have been Jack and I've been Kyrie thank you for listening if anyone is and goodbye good, good night we're back <laughs>